Okay, um, to the reviewers, listeners, lovers, supporters out there, first of all, happy Monday. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Hope everybody has a productive and amazing and safe start to their week this morning. But I don't mean to come directly on the show with bad news, but I am in a really, really, really tough spot right now. Now, y'all already know what it is. Y'all know how long I've been waiting for this. And uh, spoiler alert, I have seen this movie already. You know, I, I didn't do a review. I didn't do a TikTok green screen. I didn't do like a, a written review on Instagram and Facebook like I normally do. I saw Halloween Ends yesterday. And the movie left an impression on me, to say the least. Now, whether that's good or bad, I'm... St- I'm still undecided on that, but this is one of those Halloween movies that I am very torn about. I I feel so different about this movie. I don't think I've ever come out of a Halloween movie being this disappointed. Now, I know what somebody out there might be thinking. It's like, wait, but you hate Resurrection. You absolutely despise the abortion of the franchise that is Halloween Resurrection. And while that may be true, be that as it may. Um, Halloween Resurrection, I just gra- it just gradually got worse the more the movie went on. This is not one of those cases, man. This is just a case where it was a lot of like like eye rolling, side eyeing at the screen, just a lot of just just sighs, not of relief, but just of not despair. But God damn, y'all, do y'all see how this movie has me right now? I like listen, man. Is this a bad Halloween movie? No. Is this the Halloween movie that I was expecting? The the finale in David Gordon Green's trilogy? Is it the finale I was expecting? At the hell no, it's not. It's not, man. And for better or worse, this is definitely going to gradually become one of those Halloween movies that has fans split down the middle. You know, um, I am one of those fans, man. I watched this, you know, after I watched it the first time. I didn't even know what rating to give it. I didn't know where to rank it in the series. It's not top five. I can tell y'all that right now, at least not right now. The only ones I tend to switch up in my top, you know, five or just ranking in general are Halloween six and Rob Zombie's Halloween two. And, you know, when Halloween kills came out, Rob's or not Rob Zombie's Halloween two. Um, when Halloween kills came out, that crept this way immediately into my top five. Halloween six was dethroned and Rob Zombie's Halloween was, uh, you know, number five on the nose. But um, this I don't know where this shit's going to land, man. Um, is it resurrection bad? Absolutely. The fuck not. I don't think they could make a movie that's as bad as Halloween resurrection in this franchise. Is it as different as Halloween three? That's subjective. Um in the essence of something like Halloween 3, it takes the, the the series into an entirely new direction. And there have been slasher movies that have low-key taken this direction before. But as far as a Halloween movie, I, I don't know if that should have been done or not. And I'm not going to spoil anything. I want you guys to get my... Re- I, like a, I've, I said this on Instagram. I said that a review, a regular review, quote-unquote, would not suffice for this movie. I want everybody to hear me talk about the pros and cons as they appear. Now, of course, I may forget some things here and there, but I feel like for the most part, I can pretty much talk about what's good and what's bad or what I'm split in between about. Because the more I watch this movie, you know, the 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 more feelings I have about it, whether it be good or bad. Now, 
that being said, so we don't take too much time into this intro. I don't want anybody getting all nervous like, oh, my God, what the fuck is he about to say about this movie? It's a lot. Trust me. But we're going to have a good time and true to the reviews fashion. Y'all already know what time it is. But David Gordon Green, um, I will always respect David Gordon Green's work ethic, man. I will res- always respect how meticulous he has been in crafting these, you know, this new Halloween trilogy, man. And a lot of people are a lot of people seem to be divided about all three movies, apparently. But the winner, you know, the one that's the overall winner that I see people talking about is the 2018 version. Now, David Gordon Green, you know, he had to kiss the ring, get John Carpenter back and Jamie Lee Curtis back on board and rightfully so. So I feel like that 2018 movie played it very close to the vest. I will always respect him for doing Halloween Kills, which is one of the greatest slasher movies in general of all time. And it's top five in the Halloween franchise, as I said earlier. But Halloween Kills was that movie. It was that filler sequel where you can take the gloves off. It's what Rob Zombie did with Halloween 2. It's like you played it close to the vest. You kissed the ring and got the, the, the seal of approval the first time around. They can see what you do. They trust you enough to make a sequel. Halloween Kills took the gloves off. We don't get it's not much too much of a character driven story like the 2018 movie or like this movie is because this is very character driven. But Halloween Kills um, it's, it's straight up and down slasher movie, man. And I love it. Uh, the ending of that movie was it was a cliffhanger ending and the extended ending, you know, for the extended cut is actually it doesn't end so abruptly and it gives you a nice little nod to the original movie as far as um that fault you know Lori holding the phone up and michael being on the receiving end of it so i definitely like that ending this um you know we'll get into it but you know like i said david gordon green has come back to cap off his trilogy and he has definitely stated yo we're not doing any more we signed on for the trilogy this is it somebody else can pick it up after and i will say man David Gordon Green kept this trilogy off in a way where this story's done. Like, unless you want to do a, a Michael myers list, you know, season of the witch type of angle with these characters coming back, then you can do that. But Michael Myers will not be back after this movie. And David Gordon Green made goddamn sure of that. Danny McBride came back to write the script with David Gordon Green. And we had some new, you know, I was unaware of this. We had some new writers on deck, uh, Chris Bernier and Paul Brad Logan. And I can't remember exactly what David Gordon Green's... Um, you know, the reasons behind getting more writers on deck. I don't know if it was more of a, I guess because it is more character driven and it's more of a complicated, if you will, storyline this time around, it probably needed some, some punch up work done to the script. Nothing wrong with that. But of course you got Jamie Lee Curtis coming back because it's not Halloween ends without Laurie Strode. Andy Matichek is back in this movie. Um, James Drew Courtney, who's been doing a fantastic job at playing Michael Myers. He's back. You got this new guy, Rohan Campbell, who we spend a lot of this movie with and he is you know i've put him in the same category as tommy doyle and dr sartain as far as this film goes but we'll get we'll cross that bridge when we get there will patton's back as the friend zoned ass nigga you know uh sheriff hawkins and all that type of shit we got some we've got some some really decent uh um additions here for the most part a lot of them are fodder but um i like that uh, uh, king kieran the you know the instagram and he was a tiktok instagram you know vine creator for so long but i love that this dude who is funny as hell you know in his instagram skits and his videos and stuff i love that he he got his shot in a in a halloween movie of all things man so big shout out to that guy um you know we'll get to the rest of the cast uh i mean we'll get to the rest of the cast when we get there because we're almost eight minutes into this intro people and i don't want to bore y'all to death with me talking shit but 
This is on Peacock, people, for those that are tuning in with me. And y'all know if y'all are tuning in, y'all are the true to the reviews MVP. So it's going to be a good one. Without further ado, people, let's jump into this commentary for Halloween ends. I will hit the play button in three, two, one. And shout out to Peacock. Very subtle. This was a very interesting, um, very interesting song for um, this opening. And shout out to Blumhouse for the new logo, man. I like the, um, you know, that new logo sequence. You can see Michael Myers in the woods during that logo sequence. Now, I'm not going to lie. When this first came on and it said Haddonfield, Illinois, I was a little disappointed when it said Halloween night 2019. I thought they were going to say 1978. I was about to be like, okay, let's go. Let's get another flashback sequence. But I was kind of confused because I was like, wait, uh, 2019 didn't literally the 2018 movie and Halloween Kills take place in 2018. But then I was like, okay, it's a year later. Let's see what they're going to do with that. Rohan Campbell, ladies and gentlemen, who, like I said, we spend way too much goddamn time with in this movie. And I did get a, I did get a heads up for this movie. Um, shout out to my homie Dre, man, and make sure y'all follow his YouTube channel, Locked In Philly Fan. He does a, uh, you know, reviews for the Sixers, um, the Eagles, anything Philly, you know, anything sports. Go to him for the recaps. Funny as hell, informative as hell. God knows his sports. But I remember um, Dre had texted me the other day, and he was like, "Did you see Halloween Ends?" I said, "I'm going to I'm going to watch it Sunday. Don't tell me shit." And he was like, "Listen, all I'm going to say is that the first couple minutes of the movie is fucking crazy." He said, "That's all I'm gonna say." First of all, don't throw no goddamn paper airplane at me. If that shit went in somebody's eye. Now, Rohan Campbell, I've never seen him in anything else. I'm not going to lie. After, you know, I have my gripes with this movie for sure. But after seeing his performance as Corey Cunningham, while I'm not a big fan of the character much at all, I would watch uh, Rohan Campbell in, in another movie or several. Why is she putting his business out in the streets? She's like, and he's uh, been on PCP. 
So uh, if he needs his fix, then take him down on the avenue. Seth hears voices. He's just really sensitive to things that give him bad dreams. Right, all that just sounds like normal kid imagination stuff, right? No TV and no more candy. You guys can play until 8.30, 8.45? Then he should go to bed. Easy money. Yes. Gotta come play with me or what? <laughs> that sounds like a threat. It's Halloween. We're gonna have a good time tonight. Yeah, that doesn't sound creepy at all. <laughs> And they're watching John Carpenter's The Thing. I was I was happy to see that. Corey is a good babysitter just for that notion, period. No, no. You're scared. 21 years old, I don't get scared. You're scared because you know Michael Myers is scared. He's not going to get me. Michael Myers kills babysitters, not kids. Fix your face, little dude. Probably the best sequence in the entire uh, John Carpenter's thing remake. Now I wonder, was that in the script that they were watching John Carpenter's thing, or was that just like a last-minute on-set notion type thing? Nigga, babysit yourself, and that's when I, you know what, I wouldn't leave out because that's just child negligence, and anything could happen, as we're about to see, but. Well, fuck out of here, man, because kids can be fucking assholes, man. That's why, like, I, listen, I've babysat my friend's kids before, and it's not, you know, <coughs> my friends, we might have been assholes when we were kids. <coughs> Excuse me, people. And our offspring, you know, collectively as friends, um, are little assholes. I'm, you know, I'm just, listen, I'm not being rude, people. There are plenty of my friends that can attest that some of their kids are assholes just like we were. And it's the apple not falling too far from the tree. But um, I'm glad I've never encountered kids like Jeremy here. Ugly ass boy babysitters. And now he's playing jokes and shit. Now, I'm not going to hold y'all. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Like you see the lamp overturned. You see Jeremy's mask. <coughs> Jeremy's gone. Then when you know front doors open, then when you see the knife is missing, Jeremy's a little he's a little shit. Jeremy. They got a nice ass house, man. I, I love the houses in Haddonfield in general. Like, whether they shoot this shit in Montreal, whether they shoot it in Pasadena, wherever the fuck they shot H2O at. Uh, I, you know, H2O doesn't even count because that didn't take place in Haddonfield. But, you know, they've, they've shot this shit in, like, have they ever shot a Halloween movie in Vancouver? I'm not sure. I must be thinking of Jason Takes Manhattan. Gotta love how you keep seeing little shadows walking back and forth nope I'm not going you hear that kid scream up there it's like I don't I don't want to investigate I don't want to be the one to discover so I'm calling the police 
I hear a child screaming. They're going to be like, were you babysitting him? Yeah, but all of that shit ended when I heard a child screaming. You know, <clears throat> I know he's older than a high school student, but Rohan Campbell, just the whole glasses, nerdy look that he's got going on right now, I would take him as a Marty Ranson in a Slaughter High remake. Um, if nobody has seen Slaughter High, please check that out, man. It is an 80s gem. Cheesy as hell. Um, some pretty creative kills. I actually did commentary for that if y'all want to check that out. that's when you start getting frustrated after a while that's like every young adult or adult in general like it's fun it's funny games at first a couple minutes go by stop fucking playing all right just cut just stop Turned Jeremy into a rubber band one time. That was a bad fall, man. Now, you know, in the back of his mind, Corey's like good riddance because Jeremy was an asshole. There we go, people. Now, I didn't really know how I felt as far as like this opening sequence with the pumpkins it's almost like pumpkin animation where they keep transforming and the theme the theme's cool but i liked uh that halloween kills theme is a hard act to follow oh yeah the pumpkins are break you know they're breaking apart opening up and there's another pumpkin underneath Anybody else hate those fucking toys that they have, like, or that they used to have, rather? I remember they used to have these toys where you open it, you open it up, and then there's a toy inside of the toy. Then you open that up, and then there's a toy inside of the toy. That's what this this opening pumpkin sequence reminds me of. I don't mind it though, because the first pumpkin they showed in the sequence was pretty mean looking. It's the meanest pumpkin I think that the series has next to the one that they show at the end of Halloween 6. That shit was nightmare fuel. Shout out to executive producer Ryan Freeman. I don't know who the fuck that is, but it just seemed right to say. Then you break the pumpkin apart and it's like flesh on the inside it looks like. And that was really interesting for them to use blue colored font as far as the um the title cards. Town. <coughs> and then one 
Halloween night many years ago. All of that was lost. Just the two Michael of Myers us. was pure evil. He took our dreams and turned them into nightmares. What did y'all dream about prior, though? Because all Annie wanted to do was get fucked by Paul. All Linda wanted to do was get fucked by Bob. And smoke cigarettes and shit. I disappeared into mine. And it's a nice little recap. I, I thought that the, the overall like narration that Lori was given would get on my nerves. But I, I guess when you see she's actually writing her memoirs, it, it makes sense. Forced to confront this man in a mask. But I didn't want it to turn into like a a monologue that Karen did in Halloween in, or Halloween 2018, where that was like the worst acting Judy Greer did in the series. Yes, he did. Fuck you mean he vanished? He managed to slip by you motherfuckers. Or Lori was in the hospital, but he manages to, to slip by paramedics, police, innocent bystanders, Allison and Karen. Back, he slipped back into the Myers house undetected. They're like, listen, Corey, uh, you won't do much time, but what they might do to you in the holding cell, I have no idea. Oh, they died cuddled up. Now this guy hanging, <clears throat> I thought this was Oscar for a second, but I'm like, Oscar died and um, that guy hanging almost looks like Robert Longstreet, the dude that played uh, Lonnie Elam. Oh, we got Kyle Richards back as Lindsay. And Kyle, Kyle Richards, they don't, like what, what did y'all bring Lindsay back for if y'all don't do shit with her? It's always good seeing her again, but... It has been four years since I last saw my monster. So here I am, a survivor attempting to share my story and find healing. Michael Myers was the personification of evil. Did that... What did it say? Stalker, saviors, and what? Looked like it said Sam Hain. I couldn't... Couldn't see it. up to each of us which i think uh people also call Samhain. i think sam hain is i don't know if that's the wrong way to say it or if people just making shit up but a lot of people do say Samhain. sam hain we haven't really heard that since um halloween 6 but it was introduced in halloween 2 and i think that is one of the creepiest scenes in the series where they see michael wrote sam hain in blood and dr loomis is like it means the lord of the dead the end of summer the festival of Sam Hain. And he's spitting them bars. Like, Dr. Loomis... Donald Pleasance would have been 100 plus nowadays, but imagine Donald Pleasance being able... Being alive and in his right mind enough to be in this David Gordon Green trilogy. And now we see Lori and Allison live together now. I do like that. Allison works at Haddonfield Memorial. That's cool. Um... But it's almost like Allison has taken on the daughter role. She's the Judy Greer character now. Now that she doesn't have her own mother. But it's good to see. Um, this is the most normal that we've seen Laurie Strode. 
outside of the first movie and for the most part Halloween H2O but Lori's literally she's moved on man and we're so used to seeing Lori traumatized and on edge and preparing for Michael to come back No matter how far you go from that radio, you can still hear this motherfucker yelling at the top of his lungs. He's the black Barry Sims. I don't think he's as obnoxious as Barry Sims. And I'm not going to hold y'all. The moment I saw Corey Cunningham in that fucking jumpsuit, I knew that they were foreshadowing something that I have theorized about for a long time since they dropped the trailer. When I saw that jumpsuit, I knew. And this dude that plays Corey's boss looks like Danny Trejo and Edward James almost. Like somebody had both their genetics and ran the fuck into each other in a lab somewhere. Yeah, it works. It's kind of shitty. Now, all they're missing is, you know, playing a na-na-na-na-na-na bad to the bone and shit when Corey gets that motorcycle. Corey got a motorcycle, and meanwhile, Allison's whole fucking bottom... Her bottom everything on this fucking car is about to fall off. <clears throat> You're under arrest. For being the prettiest girl I know. That's nice, Doug. Is that why you pulled me over? No. I pulled you over because I miss you. You miss me. That's not creepy at all. Now, this guy, Doug, um, is apparently one of the Mulaney's. And I'm wondering how does that how does that work? Because I, I think they hint at the fact that or they just blatantly say, um, don't quote me on this. We'll see later on that she, Allison used to date Doug Mulaney. And if this is the same Mulaney <clears throat> that was bullying um, Lonnie Elam in the flashback sequence in the last movie, like how does that age bracket line up? I don't know. I just I got questions. Now this, that is the same cave that they filmed uh, VHS 94 at with the Ratma segment. I'm lying. I just felt like saying that. You gonna buy something or what? Damn, get off my ass. I've been in here two seconds. I don't like when people follow me. Like, I've never had anybody say that. You're gonna buy something, but people follow you around when they think you're stealing, especially a black man. Like... I've had somebody follow me around, but then I buy extra shit. It's like, listen, I got money to pay, bitch. Don't do that. Now, these motherfuckers are the most annoying, punk-ass, fake-ass, cool band geeks ever. Now, were these assholes in this drop-top, was that a nod to the kids in Halloween 4? 
that left Loomis on the side of the road. This kid's mullet is really fucking bothering me. The drummer, and they do let the drummer get some later on, but this dude's mullet, like, he looks like a fucking extra in Gummo. And if nobody's ever seen Gummo, I'm not going to recommend it, but if you're into, like, almost art house style documentary films that aren't about shit but are very unselling, then that's for you. Kill the kid and some pussy to buy some fucking Guys, you know what's kind of funny about? Let's start a game, okay? You're just a little pedo. Look at him. Put him up there. That's what you want. A little fucking pedo creep? Space camera. Fucked up kid, are you? Right. So where's your next fish? What the fuck? What the fuck? Yikes. Look at him. Holy shit. Look what you did. Hey! Assholes! Y'all know what this reminds me of? <clears throat> Lori coming up to um, Lori coming up to these asshole kids. It reminds me of when Ali Larder slapped that dude in the back of the head in Final Destination 2 when he smoke he's sparking up a cigarette near the gas pump. She's like, "What the fuck are you thinking?" Are you the psycho or the freak show? Hey, Margot, you wanna go to school play outside? Yeah, sure, Terry. Have fun. <laughs> Do you want to do it? You want me to? <laughs> this is Lori's cool moment. She's like, look, I'm with it. I'm hip. Just flatten some tires and peel off on these niggas. Uh, let me say something about the score, too. The score is pretty different. Like, it still sounds like John Carpenter, but it's more along the lines of, like, almost the fog christine prince of darkness type of score look and allison fell in love immediately she's got terrible taste in men yo now that's dr mathis uh we never saw dr mathis in the previous two movies but he is mentioned by uh vanessa carmella mcneil's character and she's like you're gonna punch dr mathis in the face Oh my god. Oh my god. Let's just turn into a screwball comedy real quick. Could you make any more noise, Alice? I like how she cleared that up immediately. She wasn't really worried about, um, you know, what happened with him and Jeremy back in the day day. But she's like, what'd you do? And she says, to your hand. So my car's been rattling. Rattling? Yeah. Uh, it's just your exhaust system clamps come loose. It's an easy fix. It takes like five minutes. Super cinchy. You just need to lift them two screws. Cinchy? Also, um, the comparisons people make to, and funny enough, man, because these movies do not go 
you would not think that those two movies would go hand in hand in comparison, but the comparisons that people have been making to Halloween Ends and John Carpenter's Christine, I feel like those comparisons are very valid. Even so much so that Corey Cunningham is almost like the Arnie character from Christine. You have shit on your back. We should go out sometime and do something. With me? That radio tower, man. Both have to be there, otherwise it wouldn't be a very good time. I'm gonna be late for dinner. For Dindin. I appreciate the hand. First of all, he could have cleaned it and wrapped it up his goddamn so. He was injured. He needed medical attention, and Dr. Baptist is the best to not believe a word she says. You know, she's a strategist. He was cute. It seemed nice. Are you going to call him and invite him to her party, or are you going to just go alone? And this didn't go anywhere. You know, Lindsay Wallace is a fucking tarot card reader all of a sudden. I thought she had this, you know, this emo thing going on when they showed this, uh, this, this picture of her in the movie. Like, I genuinely wanted Lindsay Wallace to be a super major character in these last two movies. Now you gotta clean up all that shit. Is it infected? Is your hand infected? What did the doctor say? The doctor. She's starting to sound like she sound like one of them family members um, from the Heat. Are you or are you ought a knock? What the hell are you doing? Who's that calling you under the dinner table? Oh my God, lady! Who's that person you're texting? Damn, fellas! If you get somebody that texts back as fast as Allison Strode does. Um, probably a keeper. Probably. Don't tell her about the motorcycle then. Now this is Corey doing his Brian O'Connor impression, like when Brian O'Connor was just racing around that track, whatever the hell that area was. Instant sexual tension between these two. It's like, yeah, let me get behind you and uh, show you how to ride this motorcycle for the first time. Meanwhile, she can't hear anything she's saying because she's all she can focus on is, you know, this man's junk just poking her in the back. Jesus. I'm gonna go help Ronald fix the rattle. Your rattle. Your car's. Uh, I don't care about the rattle. 
Mm. And she was just so straightforward. Now, I always thought that, you know, after Halloween Kills, I thought that there was a small possibility that Lori and Hawkins would be in a relationship or married at this point. But I love I love this exchange between these two, Um, even though it shows that Hawkins is still in the fucking friend zone after 27 years or whatever, 40 years. Um, But it shows that when they're around each other. They still like each other, you know, from when they were teenagers. And it's just this, like, like this young boy type of shyness that they have around each other the longer they converse. Like, I love this shit. It's like, oh, that crazy motherfucker? With <laughs> y'all in for a world of pain. Get it together, you two. God damn. He's like, damn, I swung and missed. And the cashier's like, yeah, you I- fucked up. Everything. Mind your fucking business. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't understand. Do you see what he did to my sister? Now I called it. (coughs) Diva Tyler. Back at Sandra. Now, Sandra was the one. Her and her husband got attacked in Halloween Kills. And she got stabbed in the neck with that light bulb. And I knew she would be back. I called it. I got the Facebook post from July to fucking prove it. Now, I was wrong about Aaron Corey, but I said, I believe Aaron Corey and Sandra will be back in Halloween ends. I don't think they're dead because she's still breathing. When Michael's turning, um, you know, uh, Phil, I think her husband's name was when, when, she, when Michael Myers is turning him into a fucking pincushion on the kitchen counter or the kitchen table. And he's stabbing him with all those knives before he finds the perfect knife and just walks off. Her character's still breathing. And I'm like, no. Nah. She's she's still alive. Same thing I said about Kirby in um in uh, Scream Four. She's still moving around. She's bleeding out after Charlie stabs her, and people are like, "Oh, you're crazy! What the fuck are you talking about? Kirby's dead as shit." And lo and behold, we got announcement that Kirby will be back in Scream Six. I know what the, I know what I'd be talking about sometimes, people. I'm trying to tell y'all.
Nick Castle. And of course, you got the See Anything You Like line from that PJ Soul said in the original movie. But that was an interesting cameo for Nick Castle to make. I'm glad he's in the last Halloween movie in this trilogy. But uh, I did not expect Nick Castle to be the drunk guy at the at the costume party. And I know he did some ADR for Michael Myers as far as like the breathing goes, which is definitely cool. Um, I just wonder if he suited up in any sequence. She getting that poor boy drunk. Meanwhile, Corey didn't tell her he's a recovering alcoholic. He's been four years sober. What if this was all Allison's fault? You know, Corey's downward spiral in this movie. If he was just told not to drink vodka sodas for the rest of his life. And what if that was, you know. Now, this reminds me of the high school party, high school Halloween party in the 2018 movie, and a little bit of the Tower Farm party from Part 5, but more so the party from Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Now, this is the sequence I thought Corey was going to lose his shit on the dance floor. And just go crazy because it reminded me of when they were playing that song from Bride of Chucky in uh, The Conjuring 3. And the dude Arnie just starts freaking out and he starts seeing shit. And he ends up stabbing that dude to death. Now, this is a tough spot as far as, like, who to really root for. Now, this was before Corey's downward spiral, but Jeremy's mom is in the bar, and she's, you know, just verbally attacking him. Lindsay's like, Lindsay had to grab Jeremy's mom. She's like, listen, you've you've had one non-alcoholic beer. Sit the fuck down. Truck almost took Corey the fuck out. This is literally me anytime I go to a function. This is why I don't go out. Well, when I look at you, when I saw you the other day, I just 
saw a person, just a person, just trying to figure it the fuck out. Trying to wake up every day, not scared and alone. But the difference, Allison, between me and you, is that people look at me. Like, who is this guy? Who is this monster? And they look at you, like, they see you like you survived. What are you talking about? I get it. You survived Michael Myers. You're a hero with your struggles, and ask anyone. I'm the psycho babysitter. I'm the fucking kid killer. And you think you can fix me? She's like, come on, Corey, let's play patty cake. Just one game, I promise. It's kind of sad, though, because she put her hands out. I don't know. Maybe that's something Allison learned to do in therapy. They didn't really explain that. But the way she puts her hands out, it's like she wants to be there for Corey. I I, I can understand that part. But, um, you know, there are some things that are about to take place in this movie that are just... <coughs> His mullet gets worse every time he shows up on screen. Are all of these fucking kids that are the, that are the bullies? Are they from different time zones? Like this kid is like the the quintessential asshole Letterman jacket jock ass motherfucker. You got the dude in the background that looks like he's from Gummo with the mullet. You got this girl Margot whose hair looks like D Snyder from Twisted Sister. And then you got the black girl who seems like she's semi modern, but she looks like she could be an extra on The Walking Dead. Like I'm I'm so confused as to how these kids are even friends. He's like, get that knife the fuck out of here. And it's retractable. He said, oh, I hate my father. Corey struck a nerve right there. Even for a bully, that's a little extreme. You go down and look. I didn't push nobody. He fell. That's my story. I ain't first of all, I ain't going nowhere with you because now I am I am an accomplice to attempted murder. Michael was in that shot right there to the very to the all the way to the right of the screen and I, I did not see that the first couple times I saw this Michael is walking up to Corey's body and you almost don't see him it's a classic Michael Myers shot right there you almost don't see him but then it like it's like it almost makes no sense because Michael is walking next to this homeless guy and then he's dragging Corey's body into the you know into the tunnel into the cave and I don't, I don't understand why he kept Corey there, why he took him in there. I don't, like, if he was going to kill him, I feel like he would already killed him. Now, the homeless guy supposedly was feeding Michael kills, and that's why Michael wasn't completely dead. But I, there's shit in here that just doesn't add up for me, man. It's like when Jason took, you know, Amanda Rigetti's character hostage in the tunnels under, under Crystal Lake. Why Why did he do that? I know it's because she had the locket and maybe he reminded her of Pamela Voorhees, but, like, come on, man. Michael just wanted to take a fucking hostage all of a sudden? 
He's like, this, this kid looks nice to, you know, to decorate my fucking caverns with. Let me just keep him around. And of course, the tunnel, Michael in the tunnels and the cave and the rats, that's a nod to Halloween Resurrection. I'm not going to lie to y'all, I'd be pissed if I woke up down there. Because the first thing I'm going to think of is I got attacked by one of the Judas Breed cockroaches from Mimic. Because, uh, what's that chick's name? Mira Sorvino. When that roach picked her ass up and then she just woke up further in the subway. That's the first thing I'm going to think of. That would have been a nice little jump scare if we didn't see it in all the trailers. This is another weird moment. I don't... I, th I mean, I get it, man. Crazy people, they're triggered by other crazy shit, sure, but god damn it, man. That shot, Michael, um, Michael, you know, reflecting off of Corey's pupils, that's an H2O shot right there. Oh, when Charlie saw Michael in the kitchen. Now, this was weird. Like, okay, you got the touch of evil from Michael Myers, like like Jamie did in part four or some shit. I just, I just, there, this is where we begin making decisions in the Halloween ends movie that just fucking completely threw me for a loop, man. So if I start to complain a lot, people, I'm going to justify every single complaint. Y'all already know how I get down. But it's at this point where the movie starts to take a certain toll for me. You don't fit the age requirement, sir. Because while Michael Myers is 60 plus in this movie, this motherfucker is like 112. And now, you know, this is another thing that begins a certain downward spiral in this movie. Corey's got the, the taste for blood now. He's caught a body. He has caught a body. He's like, I killed him with this little ass knife. Let me throw it because my fingerprints are all over it. And you know his fingerprints are in the system because of how the, the, the first part of the movie went. Then you got this fucking Norman Bates subplot with Corey and his mother. Like, there's, there's a lot of shit going on in this movie, man. And it's like... There are certain parts where I forgot what I was here for. Like, you would think Corey Cunningham was in the last two movies as much time as we're about to spend with this fucking character, man. No hard feelings about the promotion, right? Of course not. You deserve it. 
I thought for sure Dr. Mathis was gonna make you the charge nurse. Yeah, can I speak to him now? Dr. Mathis is like, listen, um, we're going to have to change this schedule up if we're going to have to keep making sex. Did I just say making sex? I feel like that's what they do. They make sex because they shouldn't be sleeping together to begin with. So I'm, I'd, I'd made to make sense. All right. They believe what they want to believe. I'm hopeful with perspective that my experience will help others heal. You have to ask yourself, am I in control? Or do the elements control me? Life or death? Suicide? Or cherry blossoms? What's up with Lori and these cherry blossoms, yo? <laughs> Corey's just randomly showing up at Lori's house. You don't even see him standing directly behind her. And the way Lori keeps her hand over her heart throughout damn near this entire sequence, I love this shit. Because he scared the fuck out of her. <laughs> she still, she cannot take that facial expression off. She's looking at him like, the fuck you got going on, boy? You know, in certain like horror movies or thrillers, when the geeky guy loses his glasses, you know shit's about to get real. <laughs> Lori's still looking at him like, I don't know what the fuck is up with you, buddy, but you are not the same guy I saw at that gas station. I killed someone. Now, is this a deal breaker for you ladies out there? The dude that you're, you know, that's your love interest. If he just pops up like, yeah, I killed somebody. Here, I want to take you someplace romantic. This is the house where I killed this little 12-year-old boy. Even though I don't think Jeremy was 12. He was definitely younger than that, which makes it even worse. Women are strangely attracted to fucking serial murderers, man. It's so fucking weird. Sir. I heard what happened. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm... 
people would talk about it, it was like I knew you. Like I was looking. See what I'm saying? I heard you murk the shit out of this little boy. And I was just so strangely intrigued by you after that. Have you done something bad? I don't understand why you're here. No, no. He's seen my granddaughter. I introduced him. Corey's mom is really like an extra from The Sopranos. What was this lady in? We got to see what this lady was in. He's sensitive. I don't like it when he stays out on my girls, but... His mom is... This is such a Norman Bates subplot with, with Corey and his mom. She's like, I know he's a murderer, but he's my murderer. I know he's had his difficulties. My son. This town turned against him after the accident with Jeremy Allen. They would have felt for him. They would have helped him heal. Joanne Barron is her name. They needed a new one. Let's see what she's been in. This is 40. She was in Spider-Man 2. Euphoria. She was in Law and Order, which makes perfect fucking sense. She seems like somebody who would be on Law and Order. I think both your parents got killed, and your grandma feels guilty about it, so she's making you her child. First of all, you just lost the glasses and murdered somebody and became cool, so don't you start passing judgment. What happened? She were all alone if I left. So you gotta stay here, protect her from herself forever. Look how Allison stared at her. She just does, she don't care about nothing. But getting that D. That's all she cares about. I don't like to tell you the truth. I'm not afraid of these people. I'm not afraid anymore. You told me that you want to burn it down. The fact that he's like got this insane grin on his face while a tear's rolling down his eye. Now don't get me wrong, Roland Campbell, I may not really care for the Corey Cunningham character. But his acting's not bad. Like, his performance is decent in this movie. Did I, did I do something wrong? I'm with someone. Oh! Oops, uh, <laughs> sorry for the intrusion. Well, um, you know, it's, uh, it's Joe Grillo, so... Hey, Joe! Hey! I hate assholes like this who just can't take the fucking hint. Like, she's literally sitting there across from a guy. Made everybody turn heads in the diner. And rightfully so, because it's like, yo, can you back the fuck up, bruh? We're good. Oh, shit. Allison. So you called Mr. Look how uncomfortable Allison is, man. She genuinely looks uncomfortable. Meanwhile, I would have pulled my phone out from across the room, still eating my fries. I'd have been like, yep, World Star. Do they even still put shit up on World Star anymore? I feel like if you don't see it on TMZ or Philly Scoop Hall or some shit, it ain't on anywhere. No, I got this. I'm drunk enough. And it's like, damn, y'all grown-ass men can't let this dude fight his own battles. You need us to kick somebody's ass? Don't you 
I don't know why, but this song almost fits. But I, through so much of this movie, man, I forget why I'm here. If I wanted to watch fucking One Tree Hill or Dawson's Creek, I would watch One Tree Hill or Dawson's Creek. She never even kissed Cameron like that. I did like that part. He's crazy and invested enough to the, the to the point where he turned the pussy down. She's like, you want to come up? He's like, another night. Which is what any gentleman should do. Um, if you're a serial killer and a gentleman, on the other hand, I, I don't I don't know. I've never been both, so. They should have just played the mannequin theme song. While he was on that motorcycle. And it's like, Mulaney, like, you're a cop. What were you going to do to this kid? You go snooping around under the bridge, you you know. Yo, man, when I say this, this is... As far as like a slow burn goes, if I had to compare this to any Halloween film in the series, I would compare this slow burn aspect to the original. But with the original, it was different. Like every time I watch the first Halloween, I feel like I'm watching it for the first time. So I don't mind spending time with the characters and getting to know the story and the backstory and Loomis's expositions on Michael Myers and stuff like that. Um, you don't see Michael a whole lot in that first movie. But this, I was just like, oh my god, am I bored with a Halloween movie for the first time in my life? First of all, if we scuffle in and you run off laughing into a tunnel, then the fight's over. The fight's over. We'll just have to fight another time in a... a a well-lit area or we just gonna squash it i'm not chasing you into no fucking this scene uh, this scene coming up man was so bittersweet and i the sigh that I let out when this was going on, I was like, what? It almost looked like Michael's mass was encased in that wall. Or that rock. Corey's like, sup?
Now, I get it. Michael wasn't strong enough. The more he kills, the more he transcends. That's what Laurie said in Halloween Kills. But God damn it. Michael's like, all right, damn, stop yelling. Been in here chilling for four years, and you come in here bothering me. This was very Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween, where Michael gets the knife after a long time. That shit's rusted, tetanus waiting to happen. But come on, man, like, it's bittersweet. Michael about to get busy again, and, you know, about to get back to old habits. He's slashing. He's thrashing. He's getting his energy back. But but goddamn, you you got a co-worker now? You needed help, my nigga? The way he starts shaking here, they could have did something with this whole aspect. Michael filled, Michael got the Holy Ghost up in him. And one. And two. And three. Now that was a, that was a decent aspect to, that Michael got some of his 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 mojo back from a kill, but the fact that Corey had to hold him here, big bro, I'll hold him up, cause this movie's about to turn into a buddy cop film, fucking Step Brothers or something. Like, come on, man, Michael never needed help catching a body. That shit was so that? so fucking bittersweet, man. Oh my god, are Like this is that's the most that we've ever seen Michael weakened for the most part cuz we saw him like that in Halloween 5 where he's floating down that river and he catches the net and he falls into that mountain man's, you know, uh shack. Michael's fucked up. He can barely even walk. But we haven't seen Michael that damaged and that weakened and to see it a scene like that, but to see it compromised with this Corey character just helping him out like it's his fucking little brother. Like, come on, man. I'm just not a fan of a lot of the shit they did in this movie. He about to get that ass. It's a nice shot of Michael. That was a great fucking shot. Classic Halloween type of stuff right there. Now Corey done smashed. And he's he was just staring at her like, you know what? You are gonna make a great accomplice. See, this music right here sounds like it belongs in the fog. It's like the perfect story of Haddonfield in a way. Cute young girl falls for local creep. Imagine if your grandmother had fallen in love with Michael Myers, but she didn't. I heard she stabbed him in the neck with a fucking knitting needle. What's your problem, Deb? You talk to me like I'm not even here. Do you ever just shut your goddamn mouth? Right. <laughs> That's me the moment I decide to socialize too much with human beings. So Do you ever just shut your goddamn mouth? Yeah, I'm being told that's right. 
Your second receiver for Mark's last place defense reeks of collusion. It's not a straight up swap. You want to win the championship class? Stop cheating. Stop cheating, says the doctor that's probably married and fucking his, you know, um, his employee on site. Couldn't think of what the fuck to call her for a second. This, this sequence, you know, Jeremy's dad giving this whole monologue about Corey. It's okay. But it's just, it's more exposition to try to push this Corey Cunningham shit along and just hint at the fact that, I mean, it's not hinting at the fact we've already seen what he's done so far and he's not finished. But it's just more dialogue to just drill in the fact that Corey might be the new personification of evil in this Halloween series. And it's like, oh, right, man. God damn. I should run this motherfucker over for killing my son. Let's find a way to forgive this kid. And I pull up next to him, and he looks at me. And he's high as fuck. And it's not him. At least not in the eyes. Yeah, his eyes look like. I don't know, man. A fucking lemur or something. Right then, I think I might have said the wrong animal just now. Don't lemurs have big ass eyes? Let me look it up. Thank God for Google during commentaries. The guy saw on the side of the road was down a dark path. Did the town do this to him after the accident? Or was it always there? Yeah, definitely not a lemur. His eyes were not that wide, not even close. So that was just me making a lame attempt at a joke, as I do. Wait, tell me with your eyes by Rob Galbraith. <laughs> so Pacific. Pacific? That's the ocean, isn't it? I meant to say specific. How many of y'all used to say the ocean like that? Or not the ocean? God damn it, what am I talking about? It's fucking coffee, people. How many of y'all used to say, instead of the word specific, y'all used to say Pacific? Ew, he almost looks like the guy that plays Dr. Mott in The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, which automatically makes him creepy. He should have just, you know, skipped all the pleasantries and been like, Alexa, play back that ass up by Juvenile, because she know what's about to happen. She done got that promotion. She gonna have to do easily the nastiest shit she's ever done in her life that night. Now, I did think that this lady, because we saw a lot of her in the trailer, and I remember posting in the Cinemaniacs group. Big shout out to them, and uh, happy Maniac Monday to y'all. Um, I remember posting the shots of her in the trailer, and I was like, we see a lot of her, so I wonder what character she's playing. And somebody had mentioned maybe she's one of the Mulaney's, and I'm like, possibly. That's what I thought. Because the Mulaney's had, like, they were redheads. Carrot tops.
You know, after after several Doctor Mathises and he doesn't answer, you should probably you should probably start making your way. Doctor Mathis. <sighs> Again, where we go a direction that I'm just like, oh my god, I'm just rolling my eyes. Her facial expression was mine at first. I was like, what the fuck is happening? He's like, oops. I didn't see you there. And I've been talking shit as soon as I locked that door. Like, that's what you get, you little copycat ass motherfucker. Like, well, he's not necessarily a copycat yet. But he really is. It's like Michael Myers' little brother trying to trick-or-treat with him. Like he's got the fucking scarecrow mask on that can be mistaken for a clown mask. And here's Michael. Michael's like, I got it from here, little bro. Like, it really is like Michael Myers has started an at-risk youth program. You know, killing niggas in Haddonfield 101, and Corey's his fucking protege. Like, come, like, come on, man. Mm. Now, obviously, this is a throwback to when Michael kills Bob in the original. It's played out almost the same way, almost exactly the same way. And of course, I'm assuming she's got like pegs underneath her arms to hold her up in place, like that. And then Corey's got his hand on the glass like, I can feel your aura, Michael. I feel your spirit through this glass. I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. I would have rather, you know, as opposed to this Corey Cunningham shit, I would have rather we got some silver shamrock madness up in here. If we were going to get weird, like, and, and while I made some predictions about Corey uh, that proved to be true... I, like seeing them play out on screen just was so different for me I got way more than I bargained for and I wish I hadn't after the accident I brought my bike over here and I sit up on this roof and I look up at that tower I wonder if I could climb at the top or something like a watchtower, a beacon, calling me with my own life to be happy again. I have something like that, too. It always gave me hope, you know, things would... Maybe somehow things would go back to the way they used to be. Before everything changed. Infected. I gotta get away from everybody who knows me. But I don't know that. Again, man, are we fucking watching True Romance or are we watching Halloween Ends? Like, a lot of this shit I can go without. 
<laughs> no, he's auditioning for the Lost Boys remake. See how he did that Michael Myers sit up? Allison's like, what the fuck story did you hear? You got the wrong movie. He's just so calm about it. This is all it took. This should have been the mindset of every survivor after Halloween movies ended. Lori's just looking in the car at them, at these two, like this son of a bitch. I can smell her on you. She's trying to take you away from me, isn't she? That's where you go every night. We go, Norman Bates. Go. You go right now. Jesus. Oh no. No. Ugh. And then she kissed her son in the mouth. Jesus, lady. This whole fucking sub like, come on, man. I hope you find love. <laughs> so weird exchange all around. And what, like, Corey, obviously he's fucking batshit crazy, but he's sleeping in the spot Jeremy fell in. Bruh. It's nice to see you. Lori should have had the gun. Completely loaded. She should have had the gun sitting right on her lap. Like, yo, what's good? Let's talk for a little bit. That exists as an external force that threatens the well being of the tribe. Survival depends on. Corey's looking like, oh my god, I've read your memoirs. I peeked at them. Good stuff, but you could use some editing. The other kind of evil lives inside us like a sickness or an infection. It's more dangerous because we may not know we're infected. Am I a bad person? <laughs> For you. Well, we're both fucked up. I want to help you, Corey. Let me help you. Or let me find help for you. You can't have her. Allison is not equipped for this relationship. And I will not let her get hurt. 
So stay the fuck away. You started this! You brought me in! You invited me! Who are you talking to, sir? Are you the one to blame? <laughs> Lori is just unfazed. comforting Lori is just not impressed Yes, we know. God damn. <laughs> the whole time he got the raps, Lori's like, yeah, I'm out. I'm sick of hearing your shit. Listen, I know that house is abandoned, but that piano needs some tuning up for sure. Motherfucker even talks like a serial killer. And this is bullshit. You know, he comes in and he, he just came. <coughs> Couldn't even get my words out. You come in here gripping Michael up like you running shit. This is where I said it's like stepbrothers where they're fighting. It's like, Mom said I can have the last piece. No, she said I can have the last piece. And just took down Michael like it's nothing. Come on, man. Took Michael's mask. I do love that shot of Michael unmasked because you can see the burn scars. In the darkness, you can see his hair has grown in the darkness, which is very Jason Voorhees. I don't think we've seen Michael Myers with old gray tufts of hair coming out. You know, movie bullies don't know how to just simply bully somebody. They know murder. Like They want to kill people. Imagine you're going on a wonderful trip. Were you going to tell me? What difference does it make? It makes a big difference, Allison. 
I feel he is capable of real harm. Is that what bothers you? Is it suspicion or... This is very much like the exchanges we got in the 2018 movie with Laurie and Karen. I met his mother. I know, he told me. So what, you're stalking him now? No. And you're threatening him. What did you say to him? I see the same thing in him that I saw in Michael. Michael Myers is who you are. You're not listening to me, Allison. I am trying to protect you. I don't want your protection. But you can have a good life, Allison. A good life. Just not with him. You pretend like you moved on, but it's bullshit. You're actually just obsessed with death. Like it's some sort of game. And you're not going to rest until you've finished it. Or until everybody else is as fucking miserable as you are. I need to get out of here before this town kills the one person that actually makes me feel something. H two O Lori would have slapped the shit out of Allison. Like, listen, you ain't my daughter, but goddamn it. Yeah, Lori should have broke the door down at that point. Okay, people, um, <clears throat> this junkyard sequence, I had a feeling that, you know, I called it. We started seeing more pictures of Corey surrounded by these kids. And, uh, you know, you put two and two together with the shots that are in the trailer, I said, and some of the shots that they dropped online, I said, okay, Corey is going to get some get back for these kids fucking with him. And while that proves to be true, what's about to happen I see the comparison everybody's making to this and Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning. Somebody on Instagram said, if you talk shit about a certain Friday the 13th movie and love Halloween ends, I hope you stub your toe or some shit. Because the movies are similar um, in a lot of ways, especially with what's about to happen in this movie. But this isn't like a bait and switch type of thing where it's like, oh, that wasn't Michael Myers? You know. They are letting you know that this is not Michael Myers about to do this shit. You either fuck with it or you don't. You are already locked into this movie for like an hour or so. And they're letting you know, like, listen, this is happening. We're doing this. We're not trying to make you think that this is Michael Myers. We are letting you know this is not Michael Myers. Oh, he definitely gave a drummer song. Yep, <laughs> she got the fuck up out of there. This almost reminded me of Halloween 5 when he's chasing Jamie in the car. First of all, if I see he's going after them, I'm leaving. Like, I'm not calling for help. I'm, I'm leaving. I'll call for help to help them, but I'm out. She couldn't get over the gate in time. This is why cardio is important. Mm, 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 mm. And she got trapped. She got ran over and trapped under the fucking gate, yo. Terrible. It's almost like getting caught in barbed wire. But I'm not gonna lie, man. <clears throat> um, Corey puts in work when he kills, yo. He does. I'll give it that. But it's not the, the, like, come on, man. I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I like this shot 
of his hand in the wrench. No way to help that goddamn girl. Oh god. Dr. Sartain all over again. Only Corey went the extra mile to put the whole outfit on. Oof. I like how they edited that shot where Corey's behind that guy right before he gets shot in the head, and then by the time he falls to the ground, he's gone. But you know, Corey can teleport when he's got the mask on now. Like, come, like, stop. Stop it. Yeah, Stacy got fucked up. I didn't like that line because she could at least gave her friend, you know, some hope. Oh my god, this was vicious. This was Friday 13 Part 5 shit. Oof. Fucking torch that man's face. Mm. Shit, and then ran her the fuck over. Now, see, if it was Michael that stomped her face, that shit would have been cherry pie like he did Dr. Sartain. But you got bitch ass Corey doing his best Roy Burns impression. I'm not gonna lie, he killed the shit out those kids, man. It's good kills, but it's not Michael Myers. I like this shot too. A clean hand killer reaching for a butcher knife. It's like if they remade this movie all over and that was actually Michael Myers, but we're not that lucky. Not right not not right now. Songs for the resurrection. What's gonna get our moss out? Give us something to scream about. The Blackberry Sims, man. <laughs> I do love that shot, even though it's not Michael, how he just walks by that window and the uh, the DJ, uh, King Kiron, just, just does not see him. This death scene's fucking brutal too, man. Not hers, but his. And I like the shot where you can see Corey coming in through the reflection. Fuck, man. 
you know, he couldn't just leave him with his face all bashed up. He had to cut his fucking tongue out. But I love how when he lifts his head up and they show how busted his mouth is, like damn near hanging off his jaw, they show some of his teeth fall out. That was some dope-ass practical gore right there. All right, now let's do a let's do a head count, people. Corey has killed the old man outside of the sewer hole or the cave, the caverns, whatever the fuck that entrance goes to. Um, he killed Doctor Mathis. He killed the drummer. He killed Margot. He killed the asshole dude. He killed Stacy. He killed the chick that works in the radio station, and he killed the radio DJ. So, um, <clears throat> there you have it. Michael has, Michael doesn't even have as many kills as Corey Cunningham does. It's disrespectful as shit. Oh, and his mother. I'm sorry. Corey Cunningham's got nine bodies in this movie. You know, somebody, um, commented a fucking photoshopped poster that says Corey Story. And that's exactly what this fucking movie feels like. You know, we spent a bunch of time focused on this this character making him a central character who we'll never see again who did probably some of the most sacrilegious shit we've ever seen in a halloween movie now granted we've seen this done before just not to this extreme we've seen ben tramer in a michael myers mask which we didn't know was a michael myers mask at that point in the series it was only halloween 2 halloween 4 we've seen three guys dress up like michael myers and one of them got killed for it Halloween 5, we saw Spitz dress up as Michael Myers. You know, uh, Halloween Resurrection, we saw Busta Rhymes dress up as Michael Myers. Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, we saw Laurie put Michael's mask on at the end of uh, whichever cut that was. I don't know if it was the director's cut or theatrical. I think it might have been both. But we've seen it done, and we've seen Sartain put on Michael's mask in 2018, easily one of the most cringeworthy moments I've ever seen. But um, for them to just go the extra mile, and again, I did, a lot of my theories proved to be true about Corey Cunningham, but I wanted to be proven wrong about that. Somebody said that the trailers were very misleading, and they are in the sense that there's a lot of shots and moments that we didn't see in the movie, but um like some of the decisions they make in this movie is one of the reasons I've, I've been so torn on it since yesterday i wonder what Lori's drinking i didn't get to see the uh Now, Halloween fans out there, how would y'all feel if this actually was the end of the movie and Lori just killed herself? I almost thought that that was a direction they would possibly go in, but um, I was holding out hope that they wouldn't. I was really hoping they wouldn't because I felt like as far as Lori Strode, she is one of the most... She's the strongest and best final girl in horror history for me. So for her to, you know, death by suicide, I feel like that would be like a cop out way to go out.
And she's got that same shirt on from the original movie. And you see that? I love that shadow that was in the background outside her bedroom door. Apparently, Lori is part Sam from Trick or Treat because she blew her brains out and it was just pumpkin residue. Yep. Yep. She got a faulty ass uh, banister for that staircase. She needs to get that shit reinforced. And I know she only, she shot him twice in the shoulder, but you you're getting straight up after that. The mask does not give you power, man. She only had four bullets in there. Is this supposed to have six? Oh no. Um, I think it's got. I think it's a five cylinder. Because <laughs> she shot the pumpkin, shot him twice, then let off two more shots to, you know. Everybody in town probably knows that's Allison's busted up ass car when she's driving like a mile away. Coward. Straight up coward. Coward ass motherfucker. He's a bitch. And when he stabbed himself, I knew this was going to happen. I said, it's going to look like she, you know, she did it. She's like, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I hated this motherfucker, but I did not kill him. It was all him. She's like, don't worry, baby. You're going to make it. I know you're in a jumpsuit and there's a Michael Myers mask laying right next to you. But I'm not going to put two and two together. Ugh, the way that blood's still pouring out of that neck wound. She like you get away from me. You killed my murderer. <laughs> Poor Lori. You've scared another one away. Oh, it is the anniversary of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. We have that remake to thank for kicking off the slasher remake craze, man. And rightfully so. That movie's fucking great. Michael, reclaim what's yours, Michael. You should have had that fuck. Listen, you and Lori should have seen each other 
an act and a half ago. Michael's like, listen, little brother, you've had fun. I let you kill everybody, but it's time to go. And finally, Michael Myers has done everybody a favor who did not like the Corey Cunningham character. Get him the fuck out of there. Right now. Love how she just walks past and Mike, Michael didn't even see her. Yeah, it's starting to make sense now, Allison, isn't it? I don't. Maybe this is a pet peeve of mine, but Michael holds his knife a certain way. So when he holds it a different way, when he's going for the kill or the stalk, is very weird. Like I hate the way Brad Laurie holds the knife in Halloween Resurrection. In some sequences, I hate the way Don Shanks holds the knife in Halloween 5. I'm just, I'm very particular about that weird shit. There you go. Hold it like you're about to stab. And I don't sound like a complete psychopath myself at all. Fire extinguisher was definitely an H2O knot. Now I love that Jamie Lee Curtis said, damn, she said that she did not want this to feel like a movie fight. She wanted it to feel like a street fight. She was not prepared for this shit. And it, it, while I feel like this should have went on way longer, it should have been way more climactic, way more epic. It's It's cool to see. I just think it should have went on longer because they should have just been beating each other up to a bloody pulp. <coughs> I've actually grown to like the music in this fight scene too. Whew. Get your ass over there. Oh my god, this knitting needle when he oh he sticks it in her fucking ear. Poetry in motion, man. He said, I got you. Remember this? Fuck! Oh, and he starts digging it into her ear too. That's just uh just nice. There's no bueno. Mm-hmm. I love how she puts her knee on his wrist to pin his other hand down.
Michael is G'd up. He sat right the fuck up. You know, this might be a little blasphemous, but it's like seeing Michael Myers crucified. <laughs> she said, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to throw this fridge on you, too. And I love, 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 love that she took his mask off. There's no... When I say they, like, regardless of my gripes about this movie, they made sure that this this story is over. They have told the story that they have been trying to tell for three movies. Over the course of three movies, we are going to take his mask off. We're going to know that it's him. There's not going to be any any mistake in that this is Michael Myers. You know, because, you know, don't do the bait and switch. Oh, it was a paramedic who survived a fucking... You know, getting launched through a windshield and getting hit head on by the same van and getting crushed by said van between a tree. But a paramedic survived that because that made all the sense in the world for Halloween Resurrection. But that's a whole different. She's been practicing this speech for 40 plus years. She said, I've tried to forgive you. I thought maybe you were the boogeyman. He is. Don't 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 disrespect. You're just a man who's about to stop breathing. Ooh. I'm not gonna lie, this was a very oof. Michael don't give a fuck. I'm going to choke you while I'm bleeding out from my neck. This is an interesting moment to cue the music. um, Because Lori's having her... She wanted to die. And it goes hand in hand when she says, you know... um, Let him take my head as I take his. She was ready to go. Ew, look at Michael's hand. Oh! Oh, now you want to listen and believe? Ooh, and then when they, I was like, oh my god, they're gonna just completely bleed Michael out, cut his throat, and then when they cut his wrist, I'm like, fuck! You know how sharp that knife has to be? Like you have to have just sharpened that knife. And that was another H2O moment, only they didn't touch hands, but it would have made more sense. Like, the way that he holds on to her hand almost and she doesn't want to let go of his, that damn near poetic moment between Michael and Lori, it would have made sense if they kept the sibling aspect. But the fact that he's been trying to kill her and there's no ties, no bloodlines whatsoever, I don't know. But I guess that it fits for, a, you know, the end of this trilogy. They're like, okay, so Michael Myers is on your kitchen table, seemingly dead. Who the fuck's this on the floor? Michael's little brother. Oh, okay. It's all good, huh? Michael. No, it's Jason. Who the fuck you think it is? 
not dead enough. Now this was this was this was David Gordon Green and company saying that we're going to put the nail in the coffin as far as this this story is concerned. We are not coming back to continue this story. This is not how it works. It is tonight. Yeah, about time Sheriff Barker did something right. Give the green light for the shit to happen. And now I thought they were going to burn Michael Myers' body. I didn't expect a, an entire procession of cops and Haddonfield townspeople to, to be involved in this. But this is like <coughs> the ultimate moment of we are going to make sure this motherfucker is dead and is not going to ever come back type of shit. I was telling my, uh, I was telling my sister earlier that I was not only was I not sure how I felt about this movie <clears throat> just yet, but I, she was like, yeah, they'll probably make another one in like five years or so. I said, yeah, but this particular story, this is over. They made sure they killed Michael Myers. And you got Sandra in the procession. You got Julian back in the procession. I was happy to see Julian because I thought he was going to be in Halloween Kills. I mean, he was, but he was on he was on the TV talking about some. She was my number one main Beth babysitter. Now, what I thought. I thought Michael Myers, they got him strapped to the top of Allison's car, and they're about to fucking crowd surf Michael Myers. <laughs> they, they're crowd surfing Michael Myers. I thought, I, I said, if Michael wakes up and kills these all these townspeople, then just make the next one called Halloween Evil Never Dies, or some shit like that. I don't know. And I love that it's got to be Lori to push his body into this grinder thing. I also thought, I was like, what if Lori just jumped the fuck in with him and just killed herself? Had the whole town traumatized. But I dig it, man. Like, let's watch the, not the execution, but let's watch the disposal of this fucking killer that has... It was all I'm not gonna hold y'all man It was almost sad to see Michael get grinded up in there But that is people Ladies and gentlemen to the reviewers, listeners, lovers, supporters That right there While I had problems with the third act That is their way That is the most It's it's almost like when I saw Michael Myers get decapitated In Halloween H2O It's almost like shocking to see our movie monster, our slasher, my favorite slasher, it's almost fucked up to see him go. Because y'all know, like I know, like come on now, there's so many movies where we're rooting for Michael. We're going to see Michael. For the most part, we're going because we're Laurie Strode fans. Shout out to Jamie Lee Curtis. We love Jamie Lee Curtis in these movies. The events of Haddonfield. But we're going to see Michael as well. So much violence and bloodshed. Finally had result. Oh, look at the innocent victims that fucking Corey Cunningham killed in like two nights. He caught all the bodies. 
He outdid Michael Myers in a Michael Myers movie. It's cool. I know what my rating is. I've had time to talk about the pros and cons as they come and go, like I said I was going to do. I've said goodbye to my boogeyman. First of all, you're supposed to capitalize boogeyman. But the truth is, evil doesn't die. It changes shape. <sighs> it was the wrong shape they tried to, you know, change it to. Don't ever try to, you know, don't do a... Let's get Season of the Witch after this. Let's miss Michael Myers more than we missed him in this movie, alright? No more copycat shit. No more. We've done the experimental shit. Let's get back to Season of the Witch so we can miss Michael for a couple years. And then let's get back to a direct sequel with Danielle Harris. And Ellie Cornell. This reminds me of, like, Ezekiel dropping shit off at Carol's, you know, Carol's hideout and shit in The Walking Dead. What was it you were saying about those cherry blossoms? I was saying I fucking hate cherry blossoms. Lori's like, whoa, whoa, that wasn't a green light to sit next to me, all right? Still traumatized. She's got the bruises on her neck from when Michael tried to choke her out. And honestly, I thought I thought Lori Strode was going to die in this. I, I told myself, I said, the way for them to finalize this story in particular, Lori has to die. But they kept her alive. And cool. Cool. Of course, we get Don't Fear the Reaper. Bluey. Bluey? Is it Bluey? Of course not. It's Blue Oyster Cult. Um... And there's no mid-credit sequence here, people. There's no uh, post-credit sequence. Okay, so... Whereas I felt I was at a standstill before... Where I felt like I was torn before. I think I have a rating for this movie. And a lot of people might not like it. You ain't gonna like. But I will give Halloween Ends people a very fair 6 out of 10. And that is very shocking. I think I gave Halloween Kills a 9 out of 10. I don't remember what I gave 2018. But um, I will give Halloween Ends a 6 out of 10. Um, because this movie went in a direction, like like I said, while I was theorizing about it, breaking down frame by frame, while I had a lot of things on point that I, that I theorized about, I was hoping to be proven wrong by a lot of that. And again, to see those things play out on screen just didn't sit right with me. Um, a lot of this movie, like I said, I was sighing through a lot of it. I was side eyeing and rolling my eyes through a lot of it. I was bored through a lot of it. And don't get me wrong. I love that, you know, next to H2O, this is one of the more character driven entries in the franchise. I can appreciate that. But center it around some characters that are not going to piss me off. Allison pissed me off through a lot of this movie. Um, she went back to whereas though we thought she would be like a more mature, grown version of Allison that we that we didn't see in the past two movies. <clears throat> we got a glimpse of that in Halloween Kills, but she just reverts back to being this almost rebellious teenage type of character. And then to piggyback off of that, you know, to throw Corey Cunningham into the mix for three acts of this movie. He is the main character of this movie. It's not Lori. It's not Allison. It's not Lindsay. Um, almost said Bracket, but I forgot they wasted his fucking character in the last movie. But 
we follow this main character who we'll never see again who create who who did the most sacrilegious thing a halloween movie could do you know this isn't friday the 13th where you can just have a copycat killer man and while the trailers hinted to that shit i just don't i just don't like the direction they went in um you know Lindsay's another wasted character i wish we spent a lot more time with her as far as the you know jamie lee curtis is is fantastic in this movie man this next to h2o is probably the best acting that she's done in the series i love jamie lee curtis's movie james Jude courtney did a did a great job for the fucking time that we did see him on screen and i feel like another missed opportunity was the fact that you could have done so much with michael being in that cave damn near dying and he gets his power you know the more he kills the more he transcends he gets his power back from from committing these murders you could have did a lot with that without the fucking Corey cunningham character man i did not want to see a fucking sequel to step brothers or a buddy cop movie with these two motherfuckers like like michael did not need no help man but um i won't say this movie has terrible writing I, I i like the writing in this movie it's just the pace of it i have a really big fucking problem with it the finale the final battle with laurie and michael should have been a lot longer but i do love that they wrapped this trilogy in a bow as far as what we see done to and with michael myers um michael myers is not coming back in this in this timeline they disposed of that motherfucker's body unless somebody gets his remains puts him in a blender and like i don't know or just puts his ashes or something into a blunt and smokes him and gets possessed by the spirit of thorn or something unless they do some crazy shit like that this motherfucker's not coming back and shout out to david gordon green for you know you know establishing that man he did a really decent job with that um I, I just wish the third act sequence was something that we didn't see in the trailer at all and that's what my predictions were i said i didn't think we, we i thought that the kitchen fight was going to be the first act of the movie and i was completely wrong about that but you know strong six out of ten people um shout out to david gordon green and danny mcbride and uh, jamie lee curtis andy matichek and you know rohan campbell and king kiron and i almost said Corey cunningham uh god damn it will Patton shout out to everybody that was involved in the making of this uh this movie man it, it's been a hell of a ride with this trilogy halloween kills is still my favorite in the trilogy but um you know yeah six out of ten people there you have it but y'all already know where to go man and if y'all don't y'all can follow the podcast on anchor spotify itunes google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, overcast pocket cast breaker radio public Podbean, and podcast addict shout out to anchor Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, Romero Tudor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. Happy Maniac Monday to y'all again. And shout out to the Facebook movie group, Horror Virus. Almost forgot. God damn it. I need to be like a lot more active in these other groups, man. But big shout out to the Horror Virus and movie preview reviews. And last but certainly not least, shout out to the Tudor reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out here. Um damn near two hours into this commentary man i hope y'all enjoyed it i'm glad i finally got a rating now is for the ranking of um you know the 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 halloween franchise i have to re-rank everything man i have to figure out where this shit falls in my ranking but i also you know while i will be dropping this commentary later on today i also will be on and make sure y'all check out bump in the night podcast 1428 shout out to johnny zuko and ginger snap we will be doing our spoiler review on wednesday for halloween ends and it's gonna be a good time man i know uh i saw a video johnny did when he was fresh out of seeing halloween ends and he said that uh he doesn't understand what all the hate's about he doesn't see what all the uproar is about and why the movie's so polarizing but 
we will cross that bridge when we get there, people. I'm pretty sure there will be uh, an exchange of different opinions on that, you know, on that episode. But I'm all for it, man, because, you know, if, if we all agreed on the same shit in the world, I always say it would be boring, man. I like agreeing to disagree and seeing where where people's heads are at as far as, uh, you know, horror movie opinions go, especially this one, man. Because, again, I know there's a lot of people that are divided on this movie or they either love it a lot or they just hate the shit out of it somebody said that resurrection's better than this i'll never fix my mouth to say that ever and i think i'll end on that note because that's some of the most blasphemous shit i'm gonna hear like while this movie had its problems like stop man stop comparing this to halloween resurrection me and uh johnny on rnz live big shout out to our show um you know, me and Johnny just recently did commentary for Halloween Resurrection, and he forgot how bad it was. He hadn't seen it since, like, 2003, but I was trying to warn him. I said, bruh, shit's rough, man, but Halloween Ends ain't that goddamn rough, so stop making a comparison to Resurrection. That's... Sh- don't even get me started. If I start talking about Resurrection, I might as well start talking about Tony Moran. But y'all already know, man, the love and support that y'all show me, I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.